98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. There have been calls to expand the program providing needy students with financial support and mentors. Eleven people have been convicted of rioting in September 2019 when hundreds of protesters vandalized the government headquarters. And forecasters say tropical cyclone Ma'an will be within 800 kilometers of Hong Kong this evening. The deputy director of an NGO has welcomed the idea to provide financial support and mentors to students in need, but said the quota is too small. The government says it will give $10,000 each to 2,000 high school students to tackle intergenerational poverty. The students will also be given a mentor. Celai Shine from the Society for Community Organization told RTHK that both the financial support and the time spent with the mentor was too little, and the one-year scheme should be extended to at least three years. We think this should extend to all those children that are living under poverty line, and they should increase their financial assistance, and they should extend the service year. One year is too few. It's not enough because for cultivate the growth of children need more time. Speaking on an RTHK program, Simon Wong, a member of the Commission on Poverty, urged the government to provide training for mentors under the program. He said officials should, for example, give direction to mentors on how to guide students on financial management. On the same program, secondary school principal Esther Ho also said training is necessary. We cannot assume just because a person is good-hearted and is a professional, he or she immediately knows how to build a relationship with youngsters. Especially for young people who we want to serve, we need more understanding regarding their background, family support, their own mindset and emotions. Eleven people have been convicted of rioting outside the government headquarters in 2019. The district court heard that about 500 protesters assembled outside the complex and hurled petrol bombs at and vandalized the building on the 29th of September that year. Timmy Sung reports. In handing down his ruling, Judge Frankie Yu said despite the police's repeated warnings, the protesters didn't disperse and continued their attacks on the building. The 11 defendants were arrested after police officers dashed out from the complex. The judge said although the defendants were arrested in different locations, they weren't innocent or bystanders. He said this is because the rioting had taken place for some time and the defendants knew they were part of the group that was rioting. The observatory says it will consider issuing the standby signal number one tonight. Forecasters expect severe tropical storm Ma'an will be within 800 kilometers of Hong Kong this evening. Here's senior scientific officer Li Shukming. The forecast track and intensity of Ma'an remain uncertain under the influence of the terrain of Luzon. After entering the northeastern parts of the South China Sea, Ma'an will move northwestwards edging closer to the coast of Guangdong gradually. The local weather will deteriorate significantly under the influence of the outer rain bands of Ma'on later tomorrow. The chief executive of the Singapore International Chamber of Commerce says it's good news that Prime Minister Li Shenlong has vowed to attract top talent. Victor Mills says Singapore, like Hong Kong, is competing for top-notch talent, which is in short supply. He told RTHK that the government was soon expected to announce new immigration schemes. Executive relocation decisions um, these days waited on the ability of the talent spicer partner to be able to work to 
And I think that is something that Singapore is fully aware of, is looking at, and we confidently expect that some degree of flexibility will be in these new schemes that are to be announced shortly. Police say that Commissioner Raymond Tsu has tested positive for COVID-19 through a rapid antigen test. A spokesman says he's in isolation in accordance with health protocols. The commissioner was at work yesterday but followed relevant disease prevention measures. Overseas now, Donald Trump has asked the federal court to temporarily block the FBI from reviewing the material it seized from his Florida home two weeks ago. The former U.S. president has also asked the court to appoint what's called a special master, usually a retired lawyer or judge, to act as a watchdog in the review, as he says some of the material may be privileged. The BBC's Chichi Zundu reports. Donald Trump's legal team accuses the Department of Justice's search of his Mar-a-Lago home as simply wanting the camel's nose under the tent so they could rummage for either politically helpful documents or support efforts to thwart President Trump from running again, something he's yet to confirm. He's suing for more detailed information on exactly what was taken from his estate and he's asking for the government to return any item which was not in the scope of the search warrant. He also wants an independent person, known as a special master to be brought in to review the seized materials because the former president says some of the papers may be privileged. Elon Musk has issued the former boss of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, with a legal writ to appear in court as part of his dispute with the social media company. Mr. Musk is trying to pull out of a deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion U.S. dollars. The BBC's Michelle Fleury reports. As part of their trial preparations, lawyers for Elon Musk are calling on his friend, the former boss of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, in hopes that he will help support their argument that the social media company hasn't been honest about the volume of fake accounts on its platform. In July, Mr Musk said he no longer wished to purchase the company as he could not verify how many humans were on the platform. Twitter argues that the excuses are a cover for buyers' remorse and it has issued its own subpoenas to people who had planned to invest in the deal with the Tesla boss. The two sides will face off in the Delaware Chancery Court in October if they don't settle first. Britain's intelligence agencies are facing accusations of tipping off the Indian authorities about a British national who was later seized and allegedly tortured. Jagdar Singh Johal was snatched by Indian police five years ago and has been in prison ever since. He's been accused of conspiracy to commit murder and being a member of a terrorist gang. Here's the BBC's Frank Gardner. Reprieve and redress, two human rights organisations, have gone through very carefully through a report by the... Um, intelligence watchdog that oversees the work of MI5 and MI6 and they are convinced that this story matches up a case where a tip-off was given by MI5 and MI6 to the Indian authorities which then ultimately led to his arrest. I put it to the Foreign Office, if it isn't the right man, now's the time to tell us because we'll look idiots and they, all they have said is that it would be inappropriate for us to comment on an ongoing legal case. Russia has blamed Ukraine for killing Daria Dugina, the daughter of the prominent ultra-nationalist Alexander Dugin. The allegations have been forcefully rejected by Kyiv. The FSB security service claimed a Ukrainian agent had placed a bomb under the car Ms. Dugina drove. It has also released footage it said showed the female agent entering Russia in July. Vitaly Shevchenko is the Russian editor for BBC Monitoring. 
What is surprising about all this is, is how public Russia is about the whole incident and, and how the Russian security service, the FSB, claimed what appears to be a very embarrassing incident. They published footage of this woman, the supposed perpetrator, entering, leaving Russia, walking about Moscow. Clearly, this isn't something that Russian security services would want to freely admit. Essentially, a Ukrainian agent was able to carry out an assassination, according to them, in, in Moscow. In Hungary, the head and deputy head of the National Meteorological Service have been fired for getting the weather forecast wrong. This follows the government's decision to cancel the National Day fireworks because of extreme weather warnings. The BBC's Nick Thorpe explains. It was billed Europe's biggest fireworks display, some 40,000 fireworks to be launched from 240 points along a five-kilometre stretch of the Danube River in central Budapest. But seven hours before the scheduled start, the government postponed the event, citing weather warnings. The evening was calm nonetheless. On Sunday, the Meteorological Service apologised, but it was too late. On Monday, Innovation Minister Laszlo Palkovic sacked the heads of the service with immediate effect. Reaction in Hungary has been mixed. Some have expressed anger at the false alarm, but nearly 100,000 had in fact signed a petition calling for the fireworks to be cancelled at a time of war in neighbouring Ukraine and of austerity at home. Anthony Fauci, the U.S. government's infectious diseases expert who became a household name during the pandemic, said he'll step down in, in December. Excuse me. President Biden's chief medical advisor said he wasn't retiring, but embarking on the next phase of his career. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. Anthony Fauci has been hinting for some time that at 81 years old, he wanted to step back from his official roles. After advising seven presidents and becoming the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, he says he wants to travel and write. Dr Fauci became a hugely polarising figure during the past two years, with many on the right opposed to the restrictions targeting him personally. Joe Biden said the country was stronger and healthier because of Dr. Fauci's work. NASA says it will launch its giant new moon rocket next Monday. The space launch system stands nearly 100 meters tall and is the most powerful rocket NASA's ever built. The uncrewed maiden test flight for the Artemis 1 mission will send a small capsule around the moon. If successful, it'll pave the way for astronauts to land on the lunar surface. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,547. That's 109 points down on the previous close. Turnover is $41 billion. In currencies, one U.S. dollar will buy you 137.18 yen. The euro is standing at just under a U.S. dollar, and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 23 cents. To sports, Manchester United have recorded their first win of the Premier League season. They stunned Liverpool 2-1 at Old Trafford. Details from the BBC's John Murray. Eric Ten Hag got exactly what he and Manchester United wanted and needed, the performance and the result. It was their first Premier League win against Liverpool for four years, as Jurgen Klopp's team were beaten in the league for the first time in 2022. Ten Hag left Ronaldo, Captain Maguire, Shaw and Fred on the bench, but to a raucous backdrop, United started well. Elanga shot against a post before Sancho gloriously shot in the opening goal. And then approaching the hour, they got the crucial second goal 
goal as Henderson lost it. Substitute Martial played through Rashford and shot thrillingly in one-on-one with Allison. There was a tense ending after Salah headed an 81st-minute goal, but United saw it out and Ten Hag is up and running. Here's the winning manager, Eric Ten Hag. Uh, the first win, of course, um, brings a lot of joy. It's clear. We had a difficult start. And I'm really happy, especially for the fans, that we bring them this victory. And, of course, for them it's really important to bring that victory over Liverpool. That's clear. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp says he has no complaints about the loss. I don't have a lot of arguments. We lost 2-1, so it's not that I love the game, but I think on another day, with more conviction about what we are doing, we can turn it around. So that's how it is. And it's not, not important if they have one it up or two it up. Um, but for today, we couldn't do it. In Italy, Roma climbed to third in the Serie A after beating Cremonese 1-0. Jose Mourinho's Roma have won two in a row to start the season. Juventus dropped points at Sampdoria in a goalless draw. The Ukrainian Premier League returns tonight, but matches will be played behind closed doors because of Russia's attack on the country. The first match features Shakhtar Donetsk playing in Kiev against Metalist Kharkiv. Shakhtar's sporting director is the former Croatia international Darijo Serna. On one side, I'm so happy. From second side, I'm worried because the situation is not clear in Ukraine. Okay, Kiev, a uh, couple of cities, more or less, it's okay. We have specific rules. If it's Irene, we must go down all together in parking, waiting 15, 20 minutes. And uh, like this, we are showing to all people that we are all the same because there is a lot of our fans on the, they are fighting for Ukraine. They will be really happy when, when Shakhtar will score first goal. We are living for this moment. These people deserve to be happy. The Manchester City and England striker Ellen White has surprisingly announced her retirement from football. The 33-year-old has 52 goals for the Lionesses and helped them win Euro 2022. The BBC's Joe Curry says White will be regarded as one of the very best. She's already, in terms of the Lionesses, the goal-scoring record holder. But in terms of comparing her to maybe someone in the men's game, that she's 33 years old. She's finishing her career on 52 goals in 113 England appearances. That's just one shy of equaling Wayne Rooney's all-time record. So the fact that she's one goal behind Wayne Rooney, you look at how good Wayne Rooney was in the game, and Ellen White is right up there. And it's probably because of the fact that the record was so close and the fact that England are facing much lower-ranked opposition in Austria and Luxembourg next month that today's announcement that she's retiring from all forms of football and with immediate effect is a huge surprise to many. The weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight mainly fine, very hot with some haze in the afternoon, isolated showers tonight, light to moderate westerly winds. The outlook very hot with haze tomorrow. The weather will deteriorate and winds will strengthen gradually overnight. The winds will strengthen progressively on Thursday with heavy squally showers. Seas will be very rough to high with swells. The high water level may cause flooding in coastal and low-lying areas. The temperature right now is 33 degrees, degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 68% and the very hot weather warning is in effect. That's the news, sports and weather. Watch it.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the twenty third of August, is today's date. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to Phil for the morning brew, and cheers to the newsroom. On today's program, we've got a jam-packed program for your listening pleasure. To start off with, we'll be talking with Shirley Kwok, who's an entrepreneur and the founder of the Cakery, and also keeping it real and raw, which is an online wellness store. We'll be talking about her journey from being a banker to an entrepreneur. 
and also with a special focus in sustainability. How can we live our lives more sustainably? Is that is that the phrase? Yes, how can we live more sustainably? That's the word I'm looking for. And after the two o'clock news, we'll be chatting with Andrew Dembina uh, for more global and local food news update. And finally, at the last part of today's one, two, three show, uh, every Tuesday we've got our weekly two for two music feature. And this week we'll be hearing an original song by The King, by Elvis Presley himself, and also a great cover of his song. And of course, we hope to bring you um, some of these interviews on Facebook Live, uh, 